adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! DJ Provenzano. Welcome to Rete This Way, a cultural podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news from the world of Syria and European soccer. Um, my name is Michael D'Angelo, and with us as always, we have Paolo Nobiloni Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. We have Julian Paggio D'Angelo. How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, and in spirit, we have uh, Mr. Chris Baselli. What would Chris say? Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. That's it. Yeah, well, we need someone to imitate Chris this episode. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, we'll we'll try to predict what we, what he would say and uh, later That's on it. in the yeah. In the show. yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it throughout. It'll be a through yeah. line here. Um, but uh, yeah, no, 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 Mr. Chris Baselli this episode. So if you Wait. guys are big Chris Baselli fans, oh god, Wait, do we, I we have a, brutal we, news for you? Today. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him vacation day. Yeah, we gave him vacation day. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was, but it was uh, unpaid vacation. <laughs> yeah. That was his own time he had to take. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, we have a great show, um, and great because again, this is actually the last show before the start of the Serie A season, which is in literally days. Let let's call it literally hours. It's in hours, my friends. Was it seventy-two I mean, hours? Yep. I don't, I don't. I mean, let's not let's not say how many hours, just in case people are, you know, listening to this on Friday. True. Let's true. Just, let's, it's it's mere minutes, uh, <laughs> seconds, if you will. It's right now. It's happening. Um, yeah. So that's uh, it's literally um, on uh, the brink of happening. This uh, start of the season on Saturday, so we have a lot to get through. Obviously. Um, Okay, so what we'll do is we'll get through uh, first, let's just kind of recap some of the things that happened this past week. Uh, we'll go through, I think we have some Coppa Italia games that, that happened just briefly. We'll talk about, hey, we'll do that in like a, a Coppa Italia minute, uh, a la Serie B minute for Paulo. Does that work? Yes, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that works. That works fine, yes. Patented minute. Well, we're going we're gonna to trademark the minute part yeah. and then just apply it to different things uh, <laughs> over the years here. Um. And then after that, what we will do is uh, get into just the transfer stuff that's happened in the last uh, week and a bit. Uh, and then, of course, we will uh, continue our preview, which we started last week with the uh, bottom half of the table. We'll now go into the top half of the table uh, and we'll, just, we'll try to have some sort of, I guess, uh, our, our little predictions, I think, because, you know, we, we always like to have fun here and and uh, see how wrong we are in, uh, in what is it, 38 rounds yes. after this? Yeah. 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 So in 38 rounds, we'll see how wrong 
just how wrong we were. I uh, didn't we, Julian? We tied last year. Yeah, we did, but I had Inter winning, so I think I won. Mm, I think the tiebreak was uh, Inter Merda, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. They they did crash out of Europe, so it's. <laughs> Hey, Juve did too, right? Ronaldo doesn't know how to play in a wall, so I guess it's just... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> God, that was brutal. And, and ruined, ruined a perfectly good Federico Chiesa performance. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. This is where we insert the Ronaldo Instagram of him going, Stenzito! <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> and we'll, we'll get to the later that on. We'll actually, we don't want to talk about it now. It's up to you, Michael. Uh, what part do you want to talk about well uh on, Sanzito? yeah exactly because on twitter uh yesterday because there was uh okay no the... yeah we'll talk about it maybe we'll, let's talk about it later we'll okay. do we'll, we'll do it in like our, our transfer uh Which sounds good yeah yeah okay um okay well let's let's keep this moving then let's go into our uh just kind of recap for us paulo what happened here again you have a minute to do this this is a Copa yes. Italia minute. so Copa Italia minute uh, the first round of the Copa Italia. So let's. There was a dozen games. So let's just run through them all. Uh, Spezia beat Pordenone three-one. Genoa beat Perugia three-two with a late goal by Yaya Calon, which is a very nice goal. If you can have a chance to look it up, it's on our Twitter page. Ascoli beat. Uh, excuse me. Ampl- uh, excuse me again. Undinese beat Ascoli three-one. Uh, Fiorentina beat Cosenza four-nothing with Vlaovic scoring two goals. Benevento beat Spal 2-1 after extra time. Cittadella upset Monza 2-1. Verona uh, won 3-0 against Catanzaro. Cagliari defeated Pisa 3-1. Empoli doubled up on Vincenza 4-2, which new signing Cutrone scored his first goal for the club. Lecce beat a very poor Parma side 3-1. 3-1 on PKs versus Cremonense. Venezia won, also won on PKs versus Frosinone. Crotone beat, uh, excuse me, Crotone advanced on PK versus uh, Brescia after drawing 2-2. Bologna lost 5-4 at home to Terana, which was a, a wild game. Uh, I watched that, that game completely, and it was, it was outstanding. Terana just dominated that first half, and they I think it was like 3-1 at the end of the first half. An insane game. Uh, Salernitana won 2-0 versus Regina. And Sampdoria won 3-2, which is Alessandra. And again, on our Twitter page, there is a goal from Quagliarella, which, again, he only scores the nicest goals. Michael? It's true. Yeah, yeah what was it? Like a back heel? <laughs> yeah, it was a colpo di taco. A colpo di taco. Yeah. Um, yeah, back heel. Yeah. But uh, he, did he score one before that as well? And it was, it it was, was called offside? Exactly, yeah. So he essentially scored... The same, the same goal, goal, but it was offside. <laughs> and then he's he, and then that he re- good, and he, exactly, he's <laughs> yeah. that good that he repeated it again to score. Like <laughs> it was insane. Point. Exactly, yeah, it was it was outstanding. I was watching the game in Italian, and the commentators were saying the, the exact same thing. It was hilarious. Okay, so from uh, that round, that's the first round, I guess, of the Coppa Italia. So the next round is going to be in, in December. December. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of December. Yeah. So there's, uh, I mean, just match matchups. Uh, I guess there's Samp Torino. I guess is going to be an okay one. Um, uh, Venezia is playing Ternana. That's fun for them. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, 
at this stage, it's kind of the fun ones. There's not really much else. Hey, maybe um, Ternana will go on the run like Alessandria did a couple of years ago. Maybe. I mean, some of the Serie B teams played very well. I know, even though Alessandria lost, they 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 pushed Sam, uh, you know, the brink, the, yeah, to the brink. I mean, Alessandria was winning two one at halftime. So, yeah. And if it wasn't for the magic of Quagliarella, well, that too, and also Manolo Gabbiadini too scored the tying goal as well. Manolo Gabbiadini, exactly. Um. Okay, well, yeah, that's uh, so I guess to look out for the next round of matches that'll be on. Uh, it's actually they right now are all on the Wednesday, the 14th of December. So we'll see if that changes, obviously, with schedule changes if things happen. But it, 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 that's looking like it's going to be the, the next Copa Italia uh, match day. I, I have to say, Michael, before we, we quickly move on, um, this, this weekend or this past weekend was a great appetizer for. Uh, the first round on on this coming Saturday, for like first Syria, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, why is that? I mean, I enjoy it it's because it's you know the first real weekend of competitive calcio before Syria starts. Now, is that because of Copa Italia or because the Premier League started? Well, I mean, did I? I didn't watch the Premier League. I watched Copa Italia weekend. Why didn't you watch Premier League? Because Copa Italia was on, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Tirana beat Bologna five four than watching Tottenham versus Manchester City only have like one shot on target. Fair point. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I'll give you that. <laughs> so, um, okay, that's it. That was yep. uh, yeah. a good good roundup. Then, um, okay, well, then I guess uh, there's only one other thing to get. <laughs> to get into now and of course that is uh our, our rumors we talk about that, nah, that, nah. that guitar drop hold on let's get that again Hold on, let's get that going again. Where is it? Oh no! Oh oh shit! Oh oh god! Oh no! It's commercial. Wait for it. Here, here, here it comes. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> god damn! All right. What, an, what, an, what an amazing song. <laughs> Okay, we're into our transfer rumors, uh, rumore, noise here. What's the, what's the noise, Paulo? What are we going to start with? All right, let's start with uh, Fiorentina. Uh, so, okay, let's get to the obvious Fiorentina rumor. Uh, Vlaovic to Atletico Madrid for $70 million, so potentially. Uh, I know Tottenham uh, were in there. They offered a contract as well, but uh, it's up to Fiorentina if they do want to sell for for the required price of seventy million, so if it goes through, that's a big if, especially coming this close to the end mm-hmm. uh, of the transfer uh, market. Uh, the replacement would be Skamaka from Sassuolo. Um, so smaller, uh, smaller Fiorentina news is Zappacosta from Chelsea to replace Lerola if he does leave to uh, Olympic Marseille or Atalanta, and then. Kwame on loan to Anderlecht for a half a million euros. I will say uh, it's not unlike Fiorentina to 
to do that though, to sell their player uh, literally at the deadline because they did the same thing with Kiesa last year, and, where eventually you thought yeah. that eventually you thought that it wasn't going to happen, then it did happen, right? So, and they yeah. barely, you know, replaced yes. them, and they did yes. very poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I hope they learned their lesson this time, and especially as as, as I said, he scored two goals against Cosenza. I know it's Cosenza, but like he looked, they looked pretty good with mm-hmm. Blavich in the lineup. So I got to give him that. Yeah, I mean, seventy million is going to be hard to pass up, um, but you're right. Yeah. yeah, well, I get it, but like, I mean, if they wanted to sell, they had to sell him earlier, like at least like end of July, early August. Now, in my opinion, it's, it's too late. Yeah, I guess we passed the middle of August, so technically, it's it's not it can't be early August anymore. That's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we we, we yeah. passed Ferragosto, so it's not no longer <laughs> early August. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's difficult to find a replacement for him at this point if you move him. I mean, they can some... always bring in Nikola Kalinic again. <laughs> yeah, but again, is Skamaka good enough to replace Vlaovic? Um, not yet. No, I think Vlaovic is a better player overall. Actually, yeah, Skamaka oh. I think would put up maybe twelve to fifteen goals, maybe, but I don't think he'd hit twenty. And exactly then, and plus again, especially with uh, with Italiano as uh, as manager, I think you know as we said uh, last that last week, Fiorentina is looking like a better t- mm-hmm. ten times a better team that they were last season. So yes, yeah, Michael. Uh, well, what what's next year? So we got that's Fiorentina down. Okay, um, so we got Salernitana next up on the list. So. Oh yeah, that's this is good news here. Yeah, this is. <laughs> This is, this is everyone. We, everyone we, maybe we talked about it last week. I don't remember. Did we? We, we did. We, we did, did touch mention, on it. We did touch on it last week, but it's it's actually on the verge of being completed. So Sydney right. to Salernitana, on the verge of being completed. Uh, so for six million euros, uh, going to Cortona, uh, he's undergoing the medicals very shortly. So in the next week, it should be confirmed. Man, I'm so. Uh, uh, I'm just so. Um, I guess. I, I admire that. I admire that he's he's not going to. I mean, he probably could have gone to a middle tier team, but he wants to fight for the little guys. I I don't know, but it's uh, that's that's good. I, I like that. Well, I it's mean, different. He, he he's got to play. I mean, he could have went to what Undinez as a backup or yeah. Uh, was it Julian Kirkman from? Wasn't Inter being licked to it with him at one point? <laughs> I mean, Inter. Been linked with I don't even know how many I strikers think, at this point. I think we linked I, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that may be true. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Genoa at one point for Simi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, as, he's going to start a Salerni Tana, no problem. So I mean, that's a good move, and we're all happy because he deserves a starting starting spot after his uh, exploits last season at Crotona. Yeah, and I mean, he's twenty nine, so he's not. Uh, he's our age. Oh God. <laughs> thanks for dating us michael but anyway uh, yeah uh, uh so next up on the list for salarantana is musakio chris's favorite uh center back uh <laughs> was uh yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so he was offered uh to salarantana by his agent and he wants a two-year contract i mean uh in my opinion a two-year contract for Musaku is not in Salernitana's best um, 
best interest, but again, maybe a, a one-year contract for the season and then uh, an option to extend if they stay up, that would be better for them. But yeah, two-year contract, no. Uh, but again, he would be a good player for to add experience to that club. Uh, okay, so next up on the list is Empoli. So as I said uh, in the Copa Italia minute, Cutrone uh, signed with the club, and again, he scored in his first uh, Copa Italia game. So this does not exclude, uh, again, Julian's uh, second favorite player at Inter, Pinamonte, to arrive at the club, uh, as he's still an option, so arrive on loan from Inter. But he has to reduce his wages by 40 or 50%. Uh, do you, Julian, do you think that's going to happen? Um, I think if anything, Inter would cover them, but I think he's also been, there's other teams rumored to be after him to take him on loan as well this year. Um, I don't think he'll be spending the year with Inter, to be honest. I think he will end up on loan somewhere. So supposedly, um, Peter Monte is actually being, is like, um, favored by the president, by Empley's president to bring in. So Biden? we'll see. No, not <laughs> Empley's president. Uh, to to come in and uh, you know imagine having a a partnership of Cutrone and Pinamonte. I mean that's I don't know. I, I I would appreciate that as a as a as a fan of um, you know lower to mid table clubs mm-hmm. in Syria. Yeah, okay, the, so it'd be an interesting. Yeah. I mean, just again considering the teams around them that you're expecting to be around them, right? So it's it's a different. It's a formidable duo. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean. I think they would have the best partnership in the bottom half, in my opinion. Uh, I can't think of any, anyone else. Outside of Lataro and Zeko in the bottom half of the table? But <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of, uh, I don't know. But Ronaldo again, just, and Morata? No, I, I was going to say Vlaovic. <laughs> I mean, Vlaovic and, um, and like, I don't know. Vlaovic. Vlaovic and Jack Bonaventura. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up on the list is Undeneza. Uh, they made an offer for Cagliari's Giovanni Simeone. There hasn't been much information outside of that, other than the fact that an offer has been made. And uh, just on a, my opinion on that, I think it's a, it would be a good, good idea for Simeone to move. His uh, career has been kind of stuttering after that first good season at Fiorentina. Uh, I mean, he scored six goals last season. And in 33 appearances, I mean that's that's not enough uh, when compared to the to his first season to uh, at Fiorentina. So maybe a change in scenery uh, and a partnership with uh, uh, Stefano Okakachuka or excuse me Okaka, and um, and I, that would also be a formidable partnership as well, Michael. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so next up on the list is Kali themselves. Kali. Uh, so they want to bring in uh, a midfielder, which is most likely will be uh, Tommaso Pobega from Milan, after who had a great season at Spezia. Um, another player to bring on loan will be Draguzin from from Juventus, who you know got his uh, first appearances uh, in Syria last season under Juventus's excuse me under Pilo's Juventus's Juventus excuse me. They're also looking to swap uh, make it to do a. a a swap deal with the uh, Trino. They will. They're looking to swap Itzo for Wakulevich. Um, they're also continuing their contact with Emiliano Martinez from Nacional Montevideo. And just to also mention the Nandez situation, 
Uh, Tottenham made an in- inquiry for uh, Nandez, uh, who is looking for Cagliari to um, keep their promise and sell the- sell him to a top club. And then another interesting rumor that I found is that uh, they're looking to bring in Atletico Madrid, uh, Atletico Madrid's Perez on loan after uh, they had talks with his agent. So again, uh, and then Julian, you're another favorite player of yours. Nangolan went to Belgium, so he's not uh, joining <laughs> joining right. Cali at all. So yeah, yeah, that was a weird uh, Malvado development at all. Yeah, for sure. he was linked to Cali and then linked maybe to somewhere in Turkey, and then opted to go back to Belgium, which I can understand, but yeah. he was not expecting it. Uh, Paul, can you just recap again all those for uh, Cagliari, just uh, just for posterity? So, Pobega, Draguzin, uh, an Itzo for Wakulesi Swap, Emiliano Martinez from uh, Nacional Montevideo, uh, Tano made an inquiry for Nandez, and then Perez from Atletico Madrid. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a bit of work. Yeah, that's a, well, they have to, man. They... Uh, again, like we mentioned a bunch of times on on the on the on the podcast, uh, Raw got injured, and they have to switch up their um, their squad because it was very stale and they almost got relegated last season. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up on the list is uh, Genoa. Uh, they have an agreement with Atalanta for Lammers, but nothing was signed yet. And also, Verona is interested in that player as well. Uh, they signed center back Johan Velasquez on loan from Pumas. Uh, they're looking to close a deal for free agent Nabil Bentaleb, who used to play for Tottenham. Uh, so again, that's another club who I find is doing quite underrated work on the transfer market. Uh, they they managed to find players where no one is looking. For example. You know, signing a center back from Pumas in Mexico is. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, if if this guy if, if this guy pans out, um, they're looking to get some Plus Valenza their way. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to see how uh, how these signings uh, pan out as well. Yeah. So going across town or the other club uh, in Liguria would be Sampdoria. Um, they. Look at, they're looking to finalize a deal for Supraga from Dynamo, Dynamo Kiev. So it's a, a 1.5 million euro loan with an option to buy at 8 million euros. It's not bad for them. Yeah, I mean, and supposedly this guy is, um, Supraga is very talented and came highly rated by uh, former Ukraine manager Shevchenko and uh, former Shakhtar Donetsk manager Luchescu. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so that was the transfer rumors. So we decided to do the lower clubs because, as Michael said earlier, we're discussing the top half later on in the uh, in the episode. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that's. I don't want to call them the lower clubs. I want to call them bottom bottom half. Yeah, let's call them that. Yeah, that's more. Yeah, so gives them more dignity. Follow. Yeah. And I, so, uh, did you want to talk about our Twitter poll? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, uh, the other day from Il Cheringuito TV, uh, <laughs> they, they announced that they had some news about Cristiano Ronaldo. 
And one of their reporters uh, said that and, uh, Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid contacted Ronaldo uh, to see if uh, he can leave Juventus this summer. Uh, so we put out a poll that asked Juventus fans if they want uh, they want to see Ronaldo leave Juventus or stay. And it was uh, a 70-30 split of seeing Ronaldo leave. And for once, for once, I would have to agree with the majority of Juventus fans uh, at this point. Um, Listen, I, know we... I voted for him to stay. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're an Inter fan and you want to see Juventus' yeah. wage bills tied up with <laughs> in one player. And I mean, yeah, yeah, but you're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. But again, Juventus is fortunate enough to have Fiat to inject <laughs> funnel money or... in through yeah. sponsorship. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or excuse me, through their uh, holding company Exor to funnel in 400 million euros in in liquidity. So, so, <laughs> so something that Suning can't do. So, no. But again, exactly. Again, we'll 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 bring up the words from Lapo Elgin uh, from the other week saying. It's it's mediocre to make fun of our rivals. Right, Michael? Yes. Yeah. So what I'll say is that <laughs> Ronaldo clearly was was trying to speak with you directly when he posted that Instagram story. Really? Yes. You really do believe that, yeah. I do, of course, because yeah. uh, you were his biggest critic. Um, even, you know, after all of his success in his career, it's unbelievable how much you hate this man. Listen, I don't hate him per se, but I hate the fact that he commands such a high salary. Because if he, he didn't earned command, it, I mean, did he? Did he really? Like he, he could have. No, it's not. I'm saying it's, it was just a, a mistake. It was a tactical error in allowing Pogba to go and then signing Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like listen. It's like when Alfie left, and the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Listen. Bobby Ryan or trade for Bobby Ryan. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, again, that's what I thought because hockey doesn't belong into the, in, in this conversation. <laughs> but again, I mean, if you if you free up that 30 million, 30 million euro net salary hit, mm-hmm. uh, Paulo DiBello is signed ready. Yeah, I mean, that's not wrong. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think, again, any chance you have to get um, one of those players like uh, Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi, all that stuff, you take it every time. So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing in the sense that it was uh, a, like fiscally, it, it was a interesting um, prospect uh, and perhaps should have been more, I guess, thoroughly investigated before doing um but it's a hundred percent again in my opinion if if someone is offering you cristiano ronaldo um not in his prime obviously but uh having you know the clout that he has and he still had the skill listen we're not gonna have this conversation for the 18th time oh i'm i I, i'm refusing to be goaded into Okay. My two cents is that you also can't predict a global pandemic, which exactly. handicapped exactly. a lot of clubs. Exactly. Except for PSG, who signed Messi. Who, Correct. Who actually... And Ramos. And, and Ramos. Donnarumma. And Donnarumma. Yeah. And Wijnaldum. And, and Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. 
and and who also sold a record of messy jerseys it's essentially paid off well not paid off but you know tried to do what Juventus did with with Ronaldo but again Juventus failed because they didn't pay off his transfer with the jerseys <laughs> that they sold but you know Messi literally gained Michael Jordan who sponsors or Air Jordan sponsors PSG's jerseys 6 million euros in sponsorship money yeah Ronaldo didn't do that at all nothing <laughs> it was a failure an object marketing failure compared to what Messi did to PSG. Nah, anyway, that that that's my two cents, Michael. Hey, again, I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. talk about it anymore. I refuse. <laughs> I think I think that's a great great place to take a break, Michael. Okay, sure. Yeah. When we do that, we'll take a break, and uh, yeah, when we come back, we'll discuss uh, in uh, depth and for three hours. We'll talk about the top half of the table, um, and then we'll discuss just the transfers that uh, that they are rumored to be negotiating themselves. So again, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Vamos a la playa. We know we go where they figure it is. Classic. Classic. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, okay, so uh, as we mentioned before, again, last week's uh, episode, we had a preview of what the bottom half of the table may look like uh, for this upcoming season. And if you haven't caught that yet, uh, definitely go back and, and listen to that because we've got some uh, fire takes, if I do say so myself. Um, but uh, again, this week, obviously leading into the season, we want to get into the top half. So let's get into it. Uh, let me uh, just turn off Miranda here. Vamos a la playa. Vamos a shut up you. Off. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Start uh-huh. with. Uh, okay, let's just uh, get, we'll go through this top ten or the ten here, uh, and I guess we'll just talk about them um, a little bit. And, and I guess at this point too, we'll just discuss some some rumors. That I guess that we've heard of them, um, which is what I guess later on when we give our uh, our interpretation of what we think the top seven is going to be, it'll probably be because of certain transfers, etc. Uh, so I guess let's just start off at one. Let's start off with Inter Milan. See. Um, so yeah, I mean, we obviously had the Lukaku bombshell sale last week. Um, it kind of came out, not that he forced the sale, but that he was actually never opposed to it. Um, so I know that kind of left a sour taste in a lot of Entidistas' mouths because he had said all summer, like, oh, he's happy, he's not leaving. And then as soon as Chelsea came knocking, he packed up and left. Well, um, £12 million pounds worth. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. And even, like, as much as frustrating as it can be, like, from Inter's perspective, it's still a tidy piece of business, right? They bought him for €65 80. million. Euros. It was 65 Yeah, I think it was 65 to 70 in that range. Oh, and sold him for 115 like, as he got older in two years. So it's 
it's frustrating to say the least, but it's still, you can't say it's a bad piece of business by any means. Um, the only thing is they can't, unfortunately, take all that 115 million euros and put it back into the transfer fund. Um, but they did manage to sign Edin Dzeko this past week. Um, I think it's almost a free transfer. I think they may have to pay Roma if Inter... There's some obligation, I think, for Champions League, maybe? I think I think if they qualify for Champions League. Yeah, they have to pay like a million. Yeah. Um, just it was funny with him because he actually scored in their preseason friendly against Dinamo Kiev before he was officially announced. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I've ever seen that before. <laughs> um, and then they also secured Denzel Dumfries from PSV Eindhoven for 14 million euros. Um, so there's your right wing back again. He won't be Hakimi, but I still think it's a good signing to at least kind of sure up that right side. Um, moving forward, they're still being linked with another striker. Uh, then past, so besides Correa and Zapata, the newest names are Weghorst, which I don't even really know who he is. And, um, newest one was Marcus Turam, which I would be thrilled with. I think he's the best name they've been linked to for another striker. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. There's clearly, I have full faith in Beppe. There's clearly something going on behind the scenes. Um, but I think they will close on another striker before the transfer window ends. So I just want to point out, uh, obviously the son of Lillian Turam. Yes. Also, yeah. I was, I was also reading that. Uh, Turan would cost thirty million, when compared to Correa is thirty-seven uh, million euros, and then Zapata forty million euros. So, Turan is also younger, cheaper, and in my opinion, the better option. Yeah, like if they were to replace, if that was a Lukaku replacement, I think it's definitely the best option out of everybody that's been named. Yeah. And then also, Rayola's is the agent as well. So, yeah, so Inter was talking to him because they are looking to renew DeVry, I believe, shortly after the transfer window closes. So that's why they were already talking with him. And if I, it is also my understanding that Dumfries has Rayola as his agent. Yes, I believe you're correct. Yeah. So, again, might as well, might as well continue to do business with Rayola at that point. Yeah, and I mean, he hasn't really burned Inter yet, but I imagine it might only be a matter of time. <laughs> Well, I think he just hates Milan. <laughs> Bravo. You might be right. Yeah. Bravo. So, and, and again, we don't have the resident Milan fan to say anything. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, actually, with Milan's next on the list, right? Michael? Yeah, yeah. Speaking, <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Speaking of Milan, let's uh, let's get into it. So, AC Milan, what's... Uh... Okay, Paula, let's, what's going on with Milan? All right, let's do the transfers first. So, uh, again, yeah. as we said, mentioned last week, Florenzi is pretty much close to be done. Uh, One million euros in loan and then a, a, an option to buy for four million euros based on certain conditions. Uh, from what I understand is Vlasic from CSK Moscow on loan for 10 million euros uh, and then an option to buy for another 15. So I think the total... Uh, transfer for that could be roughly 25 million euros, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, they're looking to break in, uh, bring in Bakayoko from Chelsea again. Most likely on loan, it's very difficult to negotiate with Chelsea for a permanent deal. They're very stubborn like that. Marina, Marina, Marina. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Chelsea. Uh, sorry, I have to say that. And then uh, a deal from Bordeaux. Uh, I think that that's going to be a loan with another obligation to buy. Uh, excuse me, not obligation, but option. It depends how they work it out with Bordeaux. Uh, and again, so it's either option or obligation. We'll see how that uh, that transfer pays out. So they're looking to bring in two midfielders. So if Bakayoko does come in, that will not exclude Adil from coming in coming in as well. So they're looking to shore up that midfield because I believe Julie, help me out. When's um, African Cup of Nations? February? Yeah, I believe so. I know yes. it's kind of smack in the middle of the Serie A season and they would lose both Kessie and Benacer to that. Exactly. So they need to Exactly. So they need. That's why they are looking into bringing two midfielders to replace again two important midfielders who have to go on international duty right in the middle of the Serie A season. Now, Julian, hold on quickly. Uh, remind yes. me, where did Lukaku go? Uh, he Chelsea. also went to Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, they also signed Giroud. Uh, Chris could also talk about how the fact that um, they're looking, they're probably looking to play Ibra and Giroud up front in a four-four-two. Pioli kind of uh, switched his formation in some of the preseason games, and it, it's looking to pay dividends during those preseason games. We'll see how uh, it pays off during this year's season. Again, uh, playing, struggling against Valencia, and then going up against the top seven in Italy is completely different. Uh, I know, again, we just got to take advantage of Chris not being here. Uh, <laughs> Chris would definitely call someone a donkey. I'm just oh, 100%. Sure yeah, exactly. Most likely me. <laughs> 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 so, again, I don't know. Have they gotten better? I mean, let, let's look at it objectively. So, you have Magnan instead of Donnarumma. Sure, they saved they saved a lot of <laughs> a lot of money, but objectively that's a downgrade. Uh, Romagnoli is still there. I know they they signed Tomori outright, but again that doesn't change. Did they really bring anyone? Uh, they signed a left back. Uh, I think it's uh, I gotta help me out here. Bukari something. Can't remember, but anyway they signed a left back from Monaco. Uh, and then I, I saw something today that Theo Hernandez might be going to PSG. I don't know if it was uh, clickbait or fake news, but who knows? That that was also a, a rumor previously. I feel like that's fake news. I don't see Milan selling him now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then having, again, if they bring in Florenzi, they shore up that right side. They also have Kalulu, which we discussed last week uh, during the during transfer rumor segment. And a so, healthy Calabria this year. And a healthy Calabria. Again, that defense didn't get better, but it didn't get worse. So yeah. that's a positive for Milan there. Uh, the midfield, again, they haven't added anyone important. So right now, there's again, there's still about 10 days till the end but of the transfer market. Keep we'll in mind, they did lose Chalinoglu. I was going to say, know Chris would Chris say, he would 100% down. say, uh, addition by subtraction in that case. <laughs> yeah. I uh, honestly, I disagree. I know he can be an extremely inconsistent player, but I think he was still uh, an important piece of that Milan team last year. 
but but have they haven't brought in? They also lost uh, Jan Peter Hauge, who yeah. did pretty decently whenever he played. I don't know why they sold him. Uh, Crystal would also say the same same thing. So mid- midfield, I want to say they let's say objectively they got worse because Chattanooga left that they haven't replaced him properly. Listen, yeah, I agree. It's... I even think if Lasic is supposed to be his replacement, I don't mm-hmm. think he's on the same level. Yeah. Right. Listen, it's it's all part of the plan, Dean. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then up front, it's Drew. Yeah. I, yeah. Do we have to say anything else? I don't think so. I think he's a good signing. I don't know. It's, again, it's just tough, right? Can you rely on Ibra and Drew to play, what, 45-plus games a season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then having Leal coming off the bench, who is also inconsistent, it only plays well against uh, lower table clubs. So, like Juventus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I, I I have to eat my words on on Milan the, uh, last season. I don't think I will. Hopefully, I don't have to do it again this season. Uh, again, Milan got lucky because Pirlo was at Juventus and didn't know what he was doing. So we'll see. We shall see. Let's yeah. <laughs> move on here. Let's go to Atalanta. Uh, again, I, I think they've gotten better. Uh, they replaced Golini with Musso, upgrade. Uh, they, even, even though they sold Romero, they brought in Demiral. I think that's mm-hmm. a That's decent, a really good... Yeah, it's a yeah, good, that's a it's a good piece of business. I think it's yeah. a slight downgrade, but it's still a good uh, good piece of business, I think. I mean, if they keep Zapata, they're most likely going to keep Ilicic. Um can't I can't think of anyone else they brought in. I think they they, they essentially kept the core, and well, they and, upgraded their yeah, and their core is good. Like they they brought yeah. in a lot of players last year that uh, again just plugged in and played very well right off the bat. So it's yeah. yeah, they didn't really need to do a lot. Exactly. The only thing that I see right now is that Hatibor went down for three months injured. Yeah, I saw that. So which is why they're looking to bring in um, Lirola. Which they're, in, as I said in the transfer uh, rumors uh, segment, they're in competition with Athletic, uh, excuse me, Olympic Marseille. So we'll see how that pans out. But other than that, they haven't really changed much, and they didn't really need to. They just had to plug in holes and and yeah. add depth. So we'll see how that uh, pans out for them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, move in on to Juventus. Juventus. So what? Uh, Kai Kai Jorge was official today. Made official today, yeah. yeah. Made official. Um, Locatelli is uh, also not official in terms of it being announced by the team, but uh, it's basically been yeah for all said. Purposes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we got uh, all all the all the people confirmed that loan it's done for a Correct. thirty-five mil obligation, regardless of anything. right. Yeah, yeah so exactly. That. I think they were trying. There, were, there was rumors that again it took so long because they tried to get. Uh, I think the idea of a two-year loan happening so that they didn't have to pay thirty-five up front. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so they they end up getting that, and yeah, it sounds like Locatelli this week is going to um, firma his uh, signature there. So it's uh, it's all but done. And again, uh, do they need to bring in? Another center back, who knows? Uh, a random name that was tossed that was uh, Petzella, but I think he, he's most likely could go to uh, Real Betis, 
which is uh, another another one that I forgot to mention in the uh, transfer rumor segment. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, maybe a Pjanic. Yeah, that's that's still the rumor, but who yeah. knows exactly? Like it, it sounds like he would have to. I mean, I, th- I think they've said that he's agreed to reduce the salary, et cetera. But I don't even know that that's something that they'd want to do because it looks like again with Allegri coming back in, he wants to. He does want to rejuvenate the side, so it sounds like he'll probably. I mean, I think he'd be interested in Panic, but I think with the additions of Locatelli and you know just the fact that uh, he still has Bernardeschi, I think he's going to. Um, try and use Bernadeschi somewhere where he shouldn't be used, but that's the, well, we'll the, see. <laughs> the game against the the friendly game against Atalanta mm-hmm. scored. You, you saw the goal. Oh, that he scored, what right? a yeah. rocket! Oh, yeah. rocket! Unbelievable. Yeah. Essentially, he was playing Mazzala. Yeah, in in that game. So, and that's most likely where he's going to play all season instead of playing yeah. out on the wing where he's isolated and makes mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes. This way, yeah. he can you know in the uh, in the Mazzala position, he can he's link up exactly. He's got support. Um, yeah. But realistically, the only problem position that I do see is having DeShilio start. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only weak point in that team. Uh, other than that, uh, I think they're the mo- they're the deepest squad in Italy, other, well, outside of Atalanta. And it's funny how like the addition of one midfielder might would change that, like compared to last year. And I mean, again, other teams have lost players, but it's just it's an interesting point because I I don't know that. I need to see it to believe it first because I, I know Locatelli has quality, but I want to make sure that before I make any uh, assumptions here and, and know that everything's going to click, I think I want to see that because I, I'm not I'm not sold yet um, on because with the midfield it's going to be Locatelli, McKenny, and Bentoncourt. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or. So, I mean, or uh, either I know I think uh, he wants Ramsey as Regista. So if if Pjanic doesn't come in, yeah. most likely Ramsey will be Locatelli's replacement, right? Well, or a sub, you know, to sub, rotate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, I I just I'd like to see what that's what, what that formation is going to look like because we know that Allegri is going to play, you know, the best eleven in the best possible mm. formation, um, which is a positive. But uh, again, I'd like to just really get a couple games in to really understand what we have. Yeah. So the, the two formations most likely will be uh, a four, three, three with uh, Locatelli as the Regista and then uh, Benton and McKenney as the Metzalas or add in Bernadeschi and, mm-hmm. uh, and Arthur when he's back and also uh, Ramsey or uh, a four, two, three, one with, uh, Locatelli is one of the two in the midfield. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm looking forward to the season. You have a, a competent manager back. Again, I've had my criticism of Allegri, not because he's he's a terrible manager, it's because he makes certain decisions in big games that are... It's too cautious. Right? Exactly. Too ca- well, not even too cautious. It's sometimes he's actually like, over-aggressive in big games. You know, I, you, I, I always look back to the final against Barcelona where he tried to go toe-to-toe with Barcelona and absolutely mm. got demolished. So, again, just certain attitude in big games where he comes he comes into question. But yeah. other than that, he's a confident manager. Yeah, and again, outside of obviously what we talked about, again, we, we mentioned before the Cristiano Ronaldo stuff. Who knows if that's yeah. going to go through, but again, rumored to possibly be 
uh, courted by Ancelotti at Madrid, which is apparently not a thing. Or, um, or there's uh, they're saying there's the, rumor, City. there's the rumors that, yeah, exactly, that City, he was being offered to City by uh, Jorge Mendes, his agent. Or Sergio um, Mendes in Brazil 66, yes. And <laughs> uh, there was also a, a scandalous uh, rumor that uh, PSG would want him if if Mbappe goes to Madrid, then they want Ronaldo to make their trio, which would be, I mean, uh, God, just what a, what a world. FIFA <laughs> uh, roster. Uh, yeah, FIFA ultimate team roster. Uh, you know, a friend, a friend of mine was saying, why would a rival, why would two rivals link up? You know what I mean? Where... They're not rivals. They're going to be. It's it's like when Vegeta and Goku oh, linked Jesus. up. I, tell <laughs> tell your same friend that it's when it's like when Vegeta and Goku linked up because yeah. he'll understand. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Good call, Paula. <laughs> uh, okay, next up is uh, Napoli. Uh, so let's start off with uh, transfer market news. Juan Jesus. Hold on, wait, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. The, yeah. Guys, no slander on Dragon Ball Z. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Julian, this is... Julian said, good call. Let's move there's on a from time... Dragon Ball Z. There's a no, time and no. the place. Yeah, and it's always. That's okay. the time and the place. Continue, right. Napoli. Okay, Napoli. Juan Jesus uh, as a uh, free agent. Okay. Oh. Which is which is which is good because for Napoli is uh, in the sense that uh, Juan Jesus worked with Spalletti a lot, um, and in my opinion, Spalletti brought the best out of Juan Jesus. Uh, also, uh, there's rumors that Manolas has been asking to go back to uh, Greece. Uh, Olympiakos is interested, but Napoli doesn't want to um, uh, take a loss uh, on uh, on Manolas. So. I'm if Insigne stays, which is looking most likely. Um, if they don't lose anyone else, if they keep the core of you know Fabian Ruiz, uh, Dries Mertens, uh, Kula Bali, Zielinski, Zielinski, good call on that. Uh, I, I I think they'll have a decent season. I mean, I I think it will be like the the season where Spalletti came in. And brought Inter to to the champions to the cha- to, to to Champions League, right? I, I feel like that's that type of season for for Napoli. I think they definitely have a top four squad. I think they can actually do better than clinching on a last match day, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I feel like it's not to rag on Napoli, but it's kind of always not always, Them. but recently it's been in their DNA to kind of choke when yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's a few years ago when they had the title locked and they just had to kind of win out and they didn't do it. And then even this past season, they just needed to win their last and game and they couldn't do it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Also, we should mention that, again, Rugani was rumored to be going to Napoli as well, which looks like it's not. Um, I mean, it still could happen, but I guess it, it sounds like more so that he's going to stay at Juventus. Yeah, and plus they found a cheaper option with one Jesus. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, precisely. Precisely. All right, <laughs> next on the list, Michael. Okay, next up is uh, Lazio, or in the FIFA games, uh, La- Lats- La- La- Latina. 
Latina? No, is that what it is? I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, it's, it's Latina. Latina. There yeah, you go. Because, Latina. because it's a pro- another province in Rome. There you go. Or sorry, in Lazio, sorry. The region of Lazio. All right, so. It's like Latium three... or something. Latium. I don't know. No, I'll, I'll look it or up. Or Latium? Anyway. All right. Well, well, uh, well you do that. I'll uh, mention the transfer news. So the latest name on the list for Lazio is Pedro, ex-Roma player, ex-Chelsea. Pedro. Uh, and again, they're still negotiation, uh, nego- negotiating for Basic and Kostic. So again, these are all th- three players that will easily fit into Maurizio Sarri's four-three-three. Basic, uh, Basic is essentially uh, a substitute for uh, Lucas Leva, Pedro, and Kostic are wingers. So there's your, there's how they fit into the four-three-three. So a lot of people are, are talking about uh, how Lazio have to sell before they sign players. So it is rumored that Lotito might inject funds into the club through Lazio's holding company in order to sign these players. Therefore, keeping Correa, which, as we mentioned earlier about Inter, most likely won't pay the 37 million euros that Lazio are demanding. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Inter paid that much for him. Yeah, they. So, I think I, he's the odd man out, and I think it would be a good time for him to move as well. But I don't think Lotito is going to get thirty-seven million for him. Exactly, and so that's as I said, that's the reason why Lotito is probably going to inject cash into the club. Um, again, I, honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to see how Sari does at Lazio. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the time. Not where he was at Napoli because Napoli actually challenged for uh, the title, but when he was at Empoli, uh, a, a smaller club, a where, provincial club, exa- exactly, <laughs> a, a provincial club where uh, expectations are lower. Uh, you know, Lazio doesn't have any expectations of challenging for the title, so uh, we'll see. We'll see where they end up. We'll, obviously, they'll end up in the top seven, uh, but. I I still think that if they don't sign the three players that I mentioned, they they will struggle uh, this season because I think uh, clubs now realize how Maurizio Sarri has his teams to play, and uh, they 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 have a lot of tape on them, and I think teams will be easily uh, set up to defend against them. Yeah, so again, that's uh, Lazio or in EA Sports, Lat- Latium, Latium, L-A-T-I-U-M. Lat- Latium. Latium. Yeah. Latium. Uh, okay, that's uh, Latium, Lazio. Uh, let's move on to Roma. Again, um, so Abraham, Tammy Abram official, uh, 5 million up front, 35 million, was it the following season? Yes, I think it's the following season. And then Chelsea has a buyback option worth 80 million euros. Uh, which they can use, I think, after two years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So, again, uh, Roma are the biggest spenders on the transfer market so far. Uh, because the Juventus Locatelli deal hasn't gone through. But so far, it's Roma making the biggest uh, splash in the Italian transfer market. Again, as I mentioned a bunch of time on this show that the Mourinho effect, uh, getting rid of 
players that Roma fans don't like. I, uh, you know, just following Roma Twitter, they don't like Florenzi. They mm-hmm. don't like Zecco. They don't like Pellegrini. Most likely Pellegrini will stay. Uh, so two of the three most likely will be gone. I think that's an upgrade for, for Roma in terms of quality in their squad. And and with like I said, with the Mourinho effect uniting uh, the squad and becoming more of a uh, compact team and, and going through adversity and having fun while they play. That's something that Mourinho was preaching uh, over his last few comments. And I, I'm honestly, I, I look forward to watching Roma play. I, I think they're going to be an exciting, not exciting in terms of how they play, but just a very passionate team to watch. Yeah, and it's the only the only thing that uh, isn't going right for Roma. I mean, it sounds like a lot of stuff is. Uh, it just sucks that against Spinazzola is still obviously out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it, with him in that side, it would have been. Um, I mean, again, I'm not speculating, but I'm assuming based on his performance and the Euros, etc., he would he would have come in with a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. as he should have, because he had a fantastic tournament. Uh, just quickly, where did uh, Tammy Abraham come from? From Chelsea? Yes. No. <laughs> Chelsea. Okay, there you go. You can move on. Chelsea, you know, <laughs> oh, there is a, a, a very old uh, song. Marina, Marina, Marina. Bravo. Yeah. And she's doing she's doing quite the good work. I, I'm not going to lie, especially from an outsider and, and not a, a big fan of the Premier League. She's one of the best directors out there. Yeah, I saw someone tweet uh, effectively saying everything that they've spent has been recouped, right? So, yeah. Well, That's I mean, it. they managed to get $40 million for Tammy Abraham. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's impressive. Who was essentially an understudy at Chelsea. So. Yes. Yeah. Right, next on. On, moving on. Moving yeah. on. Sassuolo. Sassuolo. Uh, okay, so Sassuolo. they lost... Sassuolo. They lost. Yeah, okay, that's enough. Uh, they <laughs> lost to Zerbi, who uh, won today uh, in the Champions League. Uh, they they got a new coach who uh, was at Empoli, who won the title in uh, the Serie B title at Empoli last season. They're gonna lose Locatelli. I know they brought in a Brazilian midfielder. I think it was Matias Henrique. Again, uh, these are all unknowns. Um, so. I expect the down season. I know they still have qualities such as Juricic, uh, Skamaka is still there as well, uh, Caputo is still there as well. Uh, so, but again, I think Locatelli was that linchpin in that whole. Locatelli and Deserbi was a linchpin in that team, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I kind of wanted to see them to make Europe so Deserbi would stay, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm curious what's going to happen with um, Berardi post the season because I feel like this this has the opportunity to be a not a disaster for Sassuolo. It just it it sounds like again they're gonna it won't be as as successful mm-hmm. obviously as 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 the spells have been in the past year. So yeah. I don't know if that's gonna change his mind and what he wants to do, whether he's staying at Sassuolo beyond the season. But uh, it's something to keep an eye on for me. Well, I mean, there's also rumors that if if Vincinha does leave, Berardi could be that that profile to replace him. So, Ported to, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
if the Swallows stay in the top half this season, I consider that a successful season for uh, for the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about uh, Sampdoria? Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Suprega from yeah. uh, Dynamo Kiev. Uh, I, I was I was having a conversation with uh, my greatest eleven on Twitter. Uh, we're talking about how it was a downgrade from from Ranieri. Uh, again, you you guys know me. I was praising Ranieri all of last season. Uh, brought the club in in two seasons. Brought the club away from the brink of relegation. Uh, and then to the top half in Syria. I mean, he deserved to stay. I thought uh, if he would have got another season, this club would have been challenging for for Europe. Uh, with the uh, with the Versa, uh, I watched the game against uh, Alessandria. Again, I I thought, you know, in the sense that uh, it was Sampdoria's first official game. Uh, it was a good test for them, for, especially for. Uh, you know, Serie A uh, coming up uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I enjoy the style that Diversa plays. It's direct counterattack uh, and, and always looking to move up the, the field quickly and as fast as possible and as direct as possible. To me, I enjoy that. Uh, I know uh, my greatest 11 does not enjoy that. Uh, I, I mean, what do, you, what do you expect? I mean, the the 4-4-2 with Claudio Ranieri last season was even worse than than watching uh, Diversa play as well because at least Diversa looks to play up quickly. Ranieri was you know more of a wing play and and relying on Kondreva uh, to cross in the mm-hmm. ball. So again, it's a matter of perception. We'll see how how Sampdoria again like us. It'll be the same type of season for um, for like Sassuolo. If Sampdoria stay in the top half, it's a successful season, right? Okay, let's uh, finally round out the top ten here. And again, we we talked about it last last week, but uh, uh, Verona. Uh, uh, listen, Uzebus Di Francesco, the last what three clubs he's been at has been an abge- uh, abysmal failure. So, well, I mean, uh, Sampdoria got sacked after ten games, or I uh, can't remember any games. Anyway, it was less than than twenty games. Galadi got sacked after he signed uh, a three-year extension. Ex- an extension. <laughs> like five days he after. Should have been, yeah. He should have been sacked well before then. but Exactly. Uh, so, uh, and then and then now he's at Verona. And again, going from a defensive coach, well, a defensive coach, uh, an organizer such as even Juric to Eusebio Di Francesco, I... I, we, we we said last week this could go horrendously wrong for Verona. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the top 10. So, again, what do we... Let's start with this, I guess. Um, based on the changes, do we have a consensus for uh, the the projected winner of the league next year well chris would say milan so <laughs> no chris chris would say anybody but juve yeah that's what exactly what he would say yeah sure but but again probably milan he would probably say would, would want milan to win so consensus is not there well he's not here so there's no concurrence here <laughs> uh julian um... who, who do you have I don't think there's a consensus to win. 
I think, like, especially if you look at Serie A last year, um, like, what, positions two through five were decided on the last match day? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally two points. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if there's... I think it's going to be a very exciting finish this year as well. I don't think there's a clear, clear front runner as there mm-hmm. have been in previous years. Um, I just kind of quickly looked through teams now um so this is what i will go with hold on i'm just gonna write it down um so first i'm gonna go with atalanta mm-hmm. first uh, yeah first 21 22 um second i'll go with enter of course i think in all honesty i know hakimi and lukas were large losses i think bringing in Chalinoglu on a free is a good piece of business. Um, he'll obviously replace Ericsson. Um, and I think as well, the difference between Conte and Inzaghi is that Inzaghi uses his midfield kind of much more. That's why, like, Luis Alberto and Milankovic Savic always look so good, whereas Conte was more reliant on Lukaku and Hakimi and his wingers. So I think that'll work in Inter's favor this year. Um, third, I'll go Juve. I think they're, as you said earlier, I think they're still a very deep team. I just don't know, again, if that midfield is up to par. I think Locatelli's a good signing. I just don't know if he's ready yet to kind of run mm-hmm. that midfield. Um, fourth, I'll go Roma, just because the Mourinho effect. And, I'm again, I feel like they've made a lot of good signings. Fifth, I'll go Napoli, feeling like they'll choke again and miss out on Champions League. Um <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'll go. I don't know. I'll go Lazio sixth. And I'll throw Milan in seventh. <laughs> Milan, I think. <laughs> I know Chris is going to hate me on that one. Um, but Donnarumma, I think, was obviously their most influential player last season. And I think Mignan, Mignan, I don't say his name. I think he is a very good signing as well, but I don't think he's quite on Gigio's level. Um, Beyond that, I mean, they're relying on Giroud and Ibra to score. They had, what, 18 penalties last year? Oh, God. Yeah, like, I think they... I don't know if the season's going to go that well for them. All right. Pauls. All right, so, uh, again... So, actually, hold on. Julian, can you just go through one through seven again, just to to quickly round them off? Um, So, Atalanta, Inter, Juve, Roma... Napoli, Lazio, Milan. Okay. So we've got to take note of that as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I wrote it down. down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so I'll... So for me, it's Juventus first, Roma second, Atalanta third, Napoli fourth, Inter fifth, Lazio sixth, Milan seventh. So for, for the top two, I already mentioned... Juventus for me is the deepest squad in in Syria. Uh, Roma is the Mourinho effect and the fact that they're getting rid of their the players that the fans want to see gone and bringing in players like Tammy Abraham who uh, have a potential upside to them and also uh, uh, bringing in like Shomrodov. So two strikers. That are younger than Zeko, so we'll see how that how that uh, how that plays out. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Atlanta third, 
because, again, as we mentioned, improved on the goalkeeper, kept their core. Napoli fourth, uh, for me, is Spalletti has one job, and that job is to get Napoli to the Champions League, and I'll think anything he'll do anything to get there. Inter, again, we already discussed it. Lukaku's gone. Hakimi's gone. Uh, a change in, in system, even though it's the same formation. Uh, uh, Inzaghi is not the same motivator as as Conte. So uh, I I think I I think it's going to be where where he brought Lazio last season. Sure, he made the Champions League, but uh, I think the clubs that are in the that are in my top four have gotten better, which will force Inter out of the top four. Uh, so after Inter in sixth, I got Lazio. I already mentioned the reasons why when we discussed Lazio and Milan, Julian. Uh, already laid it out for us. <laughs> uh, Chris is gonna kill us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael. Yeah. So I, um, I also have Juventus in first, and I'm trying not to be biased. I swear to, I swear to God. But I just feel like again, having... Milan <laughs> So I just, I really think that. Um, having Allegri there is going to have the stability that they didn't have last season. They they were they were missing that they were missing that that cog of a manager that could bring them together and get them to play in a certain way. And I think again, Allegri obviously has that ability. So it's I, I just see them again bringing Locatelli, shoring up their midfield. I, I agree with you, Julian. I don't know that Logatelli is at that point where he can like run that midfield, but I think this is a really good um, this is a really good team that finally has someone to guide them. Can I add something quickly, just quickly? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how Pirlo gave Fiorentina four points last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know Allegri will not give four points to Fiorentina this season. Th- th- like that's that's what I mean. He will turn losses into draws and draws into wins. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair points. Um, but Fiorentina has gotten better. Paul. That sure, but that, if they just, hang on to Blavich, if they lose Blavich, exactly. Yeah. That's just an example, Michael. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Juventus first for me. Um, I have Atalanta second, uh, just because I I just think that uh, I mean, I mean, this is considering that they don't change much before, I guess, the end of the window. Because I think, again, they have a squad that can compete for second year. Uh, but maybe they want money. So we'll see what happens if they sell anybody else. Um, I have Roma third. Uh, again, based on the reasons that Paulo laid out earlier, I think that uh, this is um, Mourinho's chance to, um, to, I guess, reclaim his uh, his... I don't know his swagger. Prestige? Yeah, his prestige here because I think I really think he can do that with Roman. I like their signings. I think they, I think they are going to surprise people. I, I assume that people are are going to be high on them because I think again he they have the ability to surprise us here. Uh, I have Inter fourth, just because again I I don't know the toss up for me is is Inter and Roma third and fourth. I just think that again I understand what you're saying, Julian. I just I I do think that losing Lukaku the MVP is 
going to be that difference. You know, like yeah. you have, you know, sure. you, you could swap someone in for, for Hakimi, right? Cause you're right. He's, he's good, but, but you can find someone else there. Lukaku was just that, that player that was the different, the difference for them, um, you know, throughout the season. Yeah. So I, I just think that's, that's the difference for me in terms of having them third or fourth versus third. Uh, then I have Napoli in fifth. Um, Again, I, I kind of feel what you're saying too in terms of they're just uh, they're always the bridesmaids, so that's just kind of what they're they're bound to be this year as well. Um, I have Lazio again, same in sixth, and then I have Milan in seventh. Um, <laughs> just to uh, again, I I just don't know. Like the, again, I, I understand the bringing in Giroud because it's you know actually you know I don't understand that. Why did they bring in Giroud? I think he's a good signing. He's a proven winner. He's won a World Cup. He's won a Champions League. Uh, yeah, I just I mean, don't know if you can rely on him and Ebra to play 45 games. Be the and that's it. And, and I get that Milan, if Milan is going to focus on their youngsters, um, I can see them not finishing seventh. I can see them, you know, finishing. I, I just don't think it's going to be second again because I, I, I don't see them winning and I don't see them having that, that good of a season again That just based on the fact that, again, you know, they had a lot of things go their way last year that the light, later half of the year last year were really, you know, apparent uh, that they didn't have the ability to keep up with the rest of them. So, mm. And let's not forget the fact that they have to play Champions League. Yeah, yeah. This season. Yeah. It's not like yeah. where they got knocked out, was it at the round of 16 or quarterfinals uh, uh, in the Europa League? They have to play against, uh, you know, pretty decent teams now in the Champions yeah. League. So yeah. that's a, that's another massive difference. Yeah, but but that being said, uh, again, the team is young. So the, if there's a team that will have the legs to do that, it's going to be Milan. Mm. But it's just that you're right. They, they may not have the experience to be able to manage both. But, but that's where, again, Chris would say, oh, well, you have Ibra and Giroud who have played in these competitions before to carry the team. But as you said, Michael, can they play, or or Julian said, can they play forty plus games? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So we'll, when we have Chris back on, we'll. I mean, it'll be a, a game late, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah, see we'll have he, our opening round. Yeah, we'll we'll see what he says in terms of what uh, he thinks the top seven will look like. Maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe we'll also have Milan in seventh. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, we should call it a show. Then uh, we'll wait for for Chris again to just uh, embarrass us all with his accurate predictions. Actually, no, he lost last year, so you know it's 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 me or Julian or bust in, is my prediction. <laughs> yeah. So Atlanta is yeah. winning with Serie A, is what you're saying? Uh, or Juventus? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe I'll make a <laughs> miraculous comeback. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, just quickly. So again, obviously, um, there is the uh, the first match day this weekend. So that's on uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There are games. Um, so we just again outlined uh, earlier that uh, I mean, what was it last week or weeks before? It looks like the game of the week is probably going to be Roma Fiorentina. That's probably going to be the you know you got Mourinho who's. Uh, going to be coaching his uh, first, I guess, real, I guess, Serie A game in how long, Julian? Like 10 years? Something like yeah. that? Yeah, something around <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. So, 
that'll be uh, interesting for sure. Um, what else is happening? I guess like Inter, the defending champs start their uh, their defense on Saturday at twelve thirty. So they're one of the opening games there. Um, but again, those ones are probably who they played Genoa. Yeah, Inter, Inter played yeah. Genoa. Yeah. Then Juventus play Udinese. Juve play Udinese on Sunday at twelve thirty, and uh, again just to wrap up uh, our uh, vested interests here, AC Milan play Monday at uh, two forty five. Well, our time. This is all our time uh, against Sampdoria. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. This is. I'm excited. This is uh, uh, another season is is on the horizon here, guys. Um, I'm very glad that we're doing what we're doing. I'm very excited to, uh, to launch this next season. Um, is there, again, I, I asked this just quickly last time, what was going to be the surprise of the bottom half? Fair. So the surprise of the top half, correct? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, you know, I, so we, we were talking about the Mourinho effect. I, and even you, Michael, were saying that it will surprise people. So again, I'm sticking to that Mourinho effect. So Roma uh, having some success. Some yeah, success. I, I, I'm saying Roma. Like, I'll, I'll stick to my prediction. Roma challenging Juventus for the title. Okay. Okay. Juliano, I'm going to go with Atalanta winning the title. Yeah, that's. I, I agree that is a surprise. So I think that's a good uh, a good one. Um, Hmm. I wish I had Chris here to talk at stall while I thought of one. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, quite, quite. Um, <laughs> I think, let me just uh, look at my notes here again. It'll be yeah, Atalanta's but... first Scudetto if they win. Yes. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Fantastical. Hmm. No, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the limb here and say that, uh, Zeko is going to have a decent season. He is going to um, score. What did he score this year? He scored. Da, da, da. Oh, no. Not here. Like, no, not even. He didn't score that many. That 10 goals or something like that. Oh, God. Okay, he'll score more than 10 goals. <laughs> Listen, if he scores 12 to 15, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm calling it right now 13 goals. That's what he's going to score this year. Okay. And, only put... and only two of them, and only two of them. No, actually, no. I was gonna say only two of them are headers. No, there's gonna be more than more than that. I think he's gonna score three, four, six. Did you put thirteen as a as a jinx, Michael? Maybe. Well, yeah. you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and again, so remind us, we'll have to get one from Chris uh, next uh, episode as well. All right. Um, is that's it for the show, guys? Then is there anything else that we want to? Any last orders of business? I just really uh, wish I knew where to watch the games on Saturday. Oh fuck Sunday. yeah! Oh god, <laughs> I've, I I I wanted to bring this up. It's just such a a shit show. Is that we don't even know here in Canada? We don't know uh, necessarily who is carrying the games. I guess we have an idea because they said that they would, but they're not going to be carrying all the games apparently, or or that's what we've what we've come to realize deciphered because they only have seven of the 10 league uh, games or the Uber Eats league games. So realistically, yeah, it looks like okay. we're not going to be able to watch. Yeah. yeah. If I understand what's going on is, um, 
the games that won't be on Fubo, we'll use the name Fubo, Fubo yeah. TV, mm-hmm. most likely will be on TLN and Italian. Okay. So, because I know TLN will carry three, three games. games in Italian. Yeah. But there could be overlap. We'll see. But there was a good um, graphic from yeah. Yeah, you Milan Club it. Montreal yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that we shared on the Twitter feed uh, that covers all, all leagues in, in Canada uh, for, for TV rights. And uh, a big shout out to them and the work that they put into that because it was very clear and concise. And, and now it's only up to the actual providers to show all the Serie A games. So we'll see if that, uh, if that happens. Yeah, and I mean, we could have a whole other pod discussion on uh, oh, geez. just the. It would be, it'd be Michael. You were joking management. about three hours. It'll yeah, be three hours just discussing, <laughs> just, just discussing TV rights in Canada. We'll, we'll we'll do the rest, the other two hours here, or I guess two and a half hour, whatever, other hour and a half here uh, separately. We'll, we'll talk the three of us offline. How about yeah. that? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I I, I cut. Uh, I guess Julian got his point across. Paulo, what do you have? Any any last thoughts? Uh, we'll be posting uh, the uh, YouTube links to the songs that were played in uh, mm-hmm. episodes now, uh, according to a Twitter yeah. poll that we put it. Uh, overwhelmingly majority wanted us to post the song, so we'll be doing that from now on. That's right. So we shall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it then for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us uh, on Twitter at Rated uh, This Way and on Instagram at RTW Calcio. Um, that's, uh, that's a wrap. So we'll see you. We'll see you with some uh, game reviews next week and, uh, and possibly actually likely some more transfer rumors because it's, uh, it's still silly season until uh, this window closes. So again, we will see you next week. Uh, and enjoy this weekend. Uh, You all deserve it. So we'll see you then. Ciao.